It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, and welcome to this week's edition of New England Sports 24-7 Radio. I am your host, Scott Bluty, and with me as always is John Opposite Day Leary. Hi, John. How's it going today? Woo, buddy! <laughs> I like it. I did the intro. You did do the intro. It's Opposite Day, buddy. Yeah. I like it. Good job. Good job. I'll, uh, you, well, continue. Tell everybody what Thank we're you. doing. Oh, today we're going to be talking about... Uh, Patriots game last week, which was their first, you know, big test, I think, and then we'll be looking forward to uh, next week's game against the uh, the Bengals. We're also going to be looking at the uh, Bruins game tonight and uh, what we can expect from it, and uh, yeah, all things Boston sports right now. Look at you. I'm See, I, I just, I've been learning from the master. I'm very proud. Yeah, you should be. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, you just got a taste of Scott Oshansky Blooney going Oshansky. in. Oshansky. Oh, we're going back Oshansky. to Irish name. This is a no, deep... I'm just talking. I just talk, it's opposite day. I'm just tossing stuff around. This is our roots right here. The Irish names every week. Yep. So obviously we're going to talk a little bit about the Patriots and actually probably not a little bit. Most likely a lot. We'll, we'll split it. Patriots and Bruins. We'll, I think. We'll split it. Yeah. Those are the main topics going on right now. So that's fine with me. Um, as you can tell, everybody, it is a recorded episode. Due to the Bruins game that is going to be airing, uh, actually it's probably playing right now, as you're listening to us. Why are you listening to us? If you're a Boston sports fan, you should be watching the game. And listening to us. Yes, while you took the words out of my mouth. Because if you don't know so much about it, I'm going to educate all you people, and then you will know about what you're watching. That's it, see? You know, Scott is is our Bruins man, so, you know, as long as as Daniel Pye is playing, Scott's listening. Oh, of course. You're my boy. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's go ahead and uh, we'll go into this uh, this New England Patriots talk here. And I want to kind of get in, I want to talk about a little bit about how the New England Patriots matched up against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, so well, I don't – go ahead. I think that we were really – we were very spot on with saying that it was going to be extremely matchup dependent because it w- really was a game that was kind of split up into – it was more about how could the defense match up with the the offense, the the Falcons' offense, and then how um, we could exploit their defense. I think that really came through. I think that our defense came up big again. Timely stops. Yeah, timely stops. Uh, obviously, I I went ahead and made a post uh, on Monday morning on my top three uh, players of the game, and obviously number one, Aki Talib. Uh, again, with, yeah, he saved it from disaster. That game was it, it was, it was it looking was like a train wreck. It yeah, was it, well, like, it could have been. It, it, I mean, the New England Patriots were up on the uh, the Atlanta Falcons by, I believe, at twenty points at some point. And Sudfeld just, oh, you know, uh, those hands—they're like bricks. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, well, you can see how much the New England Patriots are missing Rob Gronkowski in the tight end position. But I do say this, um, Mulligan, I, I'm Matt, maybe Matt Mulligan. I don't know the guy's first name, but Mulligan, number 88, he went ahead and caught a uh, touchdown pass from Tom Brady, which was a pretty sweet throw. I don't know if you noticed it, but Tom Brady was able to get it through two Atlanta Falcons defensive players' hands. I mean, he, he got it into a window – you know, no bigger than, you know, a cell phone, basically. And he was able to land it right inside his hand for a touchdown. So that was, that was a, you know, obviously a turning moment. What I did want to talk about is a little, uh, talk a little bit about was uh, Kendall Tonkins. He was actually my number two player of the game. Uh, was it 20, 21? No, excuse me, six receptions for 121 yards, I believe, is what his, uh, he killed me in fantasy. That's all I know. Yes. <laughs> Six receptions, 127 yards, and one touchdown. 127. Yeah, I mean, and the one that he, Tom Brady, threw uh, being under pressure from the defense of the Atlanta Falcons, it was very wobbly ball, but I tell you what, uh, Kendall Toppins jumped right up. I'm and- telling you that, that, you know, he should – Tom Brady should just make it really difficult because he makes all the difficult catches look really easy, and all the easy catches it look like make, he's a diff- mental case. Yeah, no, so, I totally agree. So I he should just put agree. it in the most, in the hardest spots to get. He just make him go for those hard catches because he'll catch them every time. He's, I mean, he's you know, if, he, if, if if not anything, I will uh, I will thank the Atlanta defensive player. I can once again, I can't remember the guy's name, uh, whose helmet went ahead and assisted with that. Catch. I don't know if you noticed. It was very, it was very kind of, it was tough to see, but the ball actually bounced off his helmet into his hand. So, but the fact that he went up to try to catch the ball is something I haven't seen since, you know, I want to say Randy Moss in 2007, because, you know, at that time, Randy Moss was putting himself, you know, out the dry, basically. So those are my two uh, key game, uh, players of the game. Obviously, uh, my third was Tom Brady because he did produce, excluding the fourth and one debacle. Oh, God. Which basically put the Atlanta Falcons in position to uh, to take the game over. I also, I also want to commend Bill Belichick's use of the run game. And that's something that oh, yeah. we've yeah. seen a little bit, not not too too much of. Um, it's been kind of building. I think that his use of Legarrette Blunt, Stephen Ridley, and Brandon Bolden together, you know, each each player had at least six carries. You know, Bolden had six, Ridley had eleven, Blunt had nine, and you see it. You know, this is and Blunt had a forty-seven yard crazy run. Yeah. Yeah, that was – and that is exactly uh, – I remember at the beginning of the season we were talking about preseason. That's exactly the speed that I was talking about. The Garrett, he's not a flashy guy. Uh, he's not going to He's not gonna break off uh, Adrian Peterson numbers. But it's like a brick wall, though. He's like Yeah, wall. he's like a brick wall, and you can see it. If he has the smallest hole to get through, he's going to make it through. Uh, and It was like shades of Marshawn Lynch right there. That was, one of the, that was like one of the beast mode runs. That's it, and but that's that's one of the good things about him is a lot of defensive players don't realize how fast he actually is. You know what I mean? Once his train gets going, he's gone. So I think that he's also like a hard guy to hit. He just looks like a big dude who's like a freaking steamroller. Yeah, yeah he so does. So like you know, I, <laughs> that was impressive to see from him, and it's it's just I'm impressed with how even. 
if it's situational, we have three running backs that Belichick trusts and use for very for you know you know he can use them interchangeably, but he can also use them for specific roles. It it seems like we have a good uh, backfield situation right now with you know yeah. a running. Back. I mean, the thing is, uh, Brandon Bolden actually kind of scared me a little bit on Sunday night. He went down without which I thought was actually a knee injury, um, but he came in. Uh, two plays later, and he was good to go. So the only injury that scared me was the Dobson injury. Oh my God! Oh yeah, that was yeah, yeah. brutal. The uh, the shot he took a knee right to the head, which I thought that for anybody going to be paralyzed. It. Yeah, I, I did too. I did too. It was it was one of the scariest things. You know, it looked it it, it looked real bad. It did. Like, it looked uh, scary. I, I guess he's I guess he's okay. He, right I think, now. Mainly, just strained his neck enough. Yeah, just it seems like it was just a neck tweak or strain. Uh, which I mean, I I don't know how. If that was me, I would be you know probably dead. Um, that that one. Anybody, looked, yeah, for anybody who didn't see it, look uh, it up on YouTube. You, up like, look it up on YouTube. Aaron Dobson was diving out for a catch in the end zone. Ended up uh, taking a knee to the forehead, which snapped his head back. Um, very scary sight. Um, but his. His really good friend Ken Tonkins was right there by his side, um, which I actually want to say that the refs blew a holding call, and you can clearly see that that he was held on that play as well. But yeah, he was. He was held a little bit. And uh, uh, that's but, the thing. Let's kind of let's kind of talk about the biggest injury that we've received, well, I guess not us, but the New England Patriots received on Sunday night, and that is the loss of Vince Bilfork. Big Vince. Big Vince tore his Achilles. Uh, he's out indefinitely uh, for the season. Possibly, and I'm just saying possibly, could be career-ending. Um, however, uh, on Tuesday, he did go under the knife, and it was a successful surgery, so he that gives us hope that he will be back. Uh, I mean, I this is, I believe, the same injury that um, Kobe Bryant had last season. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's just, just reading from reading head, uh, headlines. But that for a defensive player, obviously, is not great. Not great. Uh, and he's a man that pushes off his legs all the time. So that's a big, big loss. Yeah. And you know, Scott, my yeah. question to you is, who do you see now? Who, who, do you see one of our rookies coming in and filling it, or do you think the Patriots will go out and try to find someone to fill the void? Oh, you know, I, you know, when you lose Vince Wilfork, you lose so much. You, you obviously lose, like, you know, an all-star player who, you know, he's like 325 pounds. Like that. Yeah, he's he's a uh, he's a. Uh, yeah, what do you want to say? Like, uh, he's in a, he's in an apartment complex in one. <laughs> yeah, like he's just a he's a big guy, and you know, not only that, but he's such a you know morale booster. He's always I, I'm I'm I think he's a team captain. Um, I believe he is too. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, just virtually every play he 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 plays at a dominant level of the game, and you know. I I honestly have no idea because they kind of built their defensive system the the two gap system um, around Vince Wilfork. They did. And uh, it's going to take a unique, like a talented, unique player to kind of, you know. I will say I will say the uh, the kid from Maryland. I'm not exactly once again. He's he's a rookie. I'm not sure. He came into the game on uh, 
Sunday night and filled the void pretty, pretty well. Um, he Between him and Tommy Kelly, they held the line pretty well. Uh, but Atlanta also didn't run the ball as much after Vince went out, which didn't make much sense. I mean, big, you know, Vince Wilfork, he's basically our son, uh, uh, excuse me, our run stopper. So it, it didn't make much sense why they didn't, um, you know what try I to, um, expose that of the New England Patriots. A lot of people have been saying that they should go after Richard Seymour. I heard that as well. I don't think Richard Seymour wants to, one, play at the moment. I think he's enjoying, enjoying, now he's not really, he didn't retire. I think he's just enjoying his time off. And two, I don't think he would come play for the New England Patriots again. I mean, after the way things ended. Yeah, that's, you know, and, you know, Wolfork is kind of a take up room, push the pile kind of guy. and He can take two guys on at once. Seymour's kind of a speed and strength kind of guy. You yeah. know, maybe bringing back Kyle Love wouldn't be such a bad idea. Um, he's currently unsigned. You know, he's not as good as Wilford, but he knows the defense. And you know, I say give it a shot. I mean, you, uh, you could either bring him back, or you can go ahead and trust in the uh, the defense that you have now. Which, you know, you know the New England Patriots—they're cheap when it comes to stuff, so they might not bother. But. I can't see Richard Seymour coming back to a uh, to New England unless but Kyle he Love isn't a bad Kyle Love isn't a bad idea. No, he's not. That's that's a pretty good name to throw out there. I know that they were saying a couple other people. Um, I think honestly, you're right. Kyle Love would most likely be the uh, best choice. My question is, is what uh, uh, Carter? I can't. Not Aaron Carter. Uh, 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 I don't know. He, he played on the uh, he played in the defense. Andre Carter. Andre Carter. That's it. Uh, and he signed with Buffalo. Did is he still in Buffalo or did he? I thought he got cut this this uh, off season. Um, I think that he I think he got cut. I think they they were working him out uh the, earlier this off season. But I think they I'm not sure what he's what he's doing right now. Because I know um, after in uh, after 2011. Or is it twelve? Yeah, two thousand. Yeah, he's, he's currently a free agent, so that's another option. He's another we... option. Uh, he played really, really well for us here. He could uh, he could come down and fill the gap, uh, or at least have uh, Tommy Kelly move, you know, s- switch over to center or whatever. But you know, it's it's ultimately, I think that we're looking at, you know, no one can replace the the impact that Vince Wilford plays. We just look at the best thing that we can get. Well, that's and, it. Or, I mean, if if you think about it, you have to. You can't. You'll never be able to replace him. How it's how well can you lose? Uh, you know, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, yeah, you're right. That's whatever. Uh, but um, so <laughs> before we move on to uh, the Bruins, because we have we're about halfway through our our half an hour, I want to bring up something that you and I were debating earlier. Uh, I think that this is a great debate, and everyone is talking about this right now. I want to. I, I want people to hear your input. Um, okay. Who who is having uh, the more impressive season, uh, Peyton Manning with his all stars, or Tom Brady with his nobodies? Well, just like you said, um, we talked about this before we came. You know, before we decided to record the show. Me, there's no doubt in my mind that it's Tom Brady. Uh, a lot of people will say, "Are you kidding me?" Peyton Manning's having 
a career year. He's on pace to break the record, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Well, that's a listen, when you have when you've had star wide receivers your entire career, it's easy to make the stats that you have. Tom Brady has only had two star wide receivers on his team, and that was in two thousand seven. And if you compare the record, he had a Peyton Manning year in two thousand seven. Yeah, he went undefeated. Had over fifty. He had fifty-four touchdowns and over four thousand yards. There's something else that you have to notice here too, and that's they played. Um, you know, they they played a terrible New York Giants team. They played a terrible Oakland team. They didn't. Play, they played a pretty mediocre Philadelphia team. Baltimore was their only test, and they still ran up forty-nine points against them. Right, and so still, though, if you you can look at Baltimore and look exactly. Look at Sunday's game against the Bills. You know, Joe Flacco threw five picks, and they got they got their. Did uh, he throw five? Picks. Wait, how many picks did he throw? Joe Flacco? Yeah. Five. No, he, no. Yeah. He You're exaggerating. Five. I'm not. He threw five interceptions. Are you telling me that the top quarterback played paid in football right now threw five picks? I'm dead serious. Five interceptions. But that's not the point. I mean, it, it, you can look it up. I know you. Oh can my that. God, you're right. <laughs> I told you to the Bills. I, to the Bills. Why would I make that up? Here's my point. Baltimore isn't exactly what everybody thought they were going to be. You know, they're they're not exactly impressive. The Broncos have yet to play a team that is going to give them a hard time. But still, yes. 16 touchdowns, zero interceptions, a thousand four hundred seventy yards. I'm not doubt. Here's the thing. I'm not doubting Peyton Manning and his skill set. He's a, he's he is. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks that's ever played the game. But the question at hand is, who's having a better season? Yeah, that's who, that's the question. You know what I mean? And to me, it's clearly Tom Brady. He's the, taking he's taking nothing and making it something. The fact he's that we're the worst all, four. Yeah, the fact that we're the worst four and team in history. Everyone yeah. keeps on saying, oh, yeah, we're the worst 3-0 team. Oh, yeah, you're the worst 4-0 team. I'm like, I'm probably going to be the worst 5-0 team, too. Like, let's just, you know, let's be real here. Let's 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 think about that. Everybody says, yeah, we're the worst 5-0 or 4-0. It, it doesn't the, – at the end of the day, the New England Patriots are still winning games. It's a team game. And nobody – I didn't expect them to win. I yeah. didn't, I thought they were going to crumble. I thought Atlanta would – I actually – I mean, we made a prediction uh, last week that uh, Atlanta was – no, New England was going to beat Atlanta only because we. You know, I don't know about you, but I always pick the New England Patriots regardless, uh, <laughs> just because that's that's me being biased. But the, you know, at the end of the game, when they first started out, no, and they kicked the ball off to Atlanta. Atlanta rushes right down the field. Yeah, it's like so, a, oh, here we go. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But yet the defense held them to a field goal. So my my answer to you is I believe Tom Brady is having the better year. Might not be, might not have flashy numbers, not, might not be a Hall of Fame worthy uh, year for him. But you know what? He's still winning games at this point. Uh, he put up 30 points on the uh, on Atlanta Falcons. That's, you know, that should be taking some of the pressure off his shoulders. I mean, he's got a lot of tests coming up. He's got uh, New Orleans coming up. That's gonna. That's gonna that's be a real be, good game. That's gonna be a tough, tough game. He's got Miami still. Miami isn't that bad of a team. Um, he still has the Broncos to play against, which I think if any team out there can give the new, uh, Denver Broncos a hard time, it's going to be Bill Belichick 
and the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick has a winning record against Peyton Manning. He always knows how to disrupt them, at least somewhat. Um, so I think that's going to be the true test for the Denver Broncos at this point. So, yes, to answer your question, I feel that Tom Brady is having the better year. <sighs> what about you? What about you, Scott? I mean, right now, oh man, Peyton uh, is just playing such good football. And like, I know that he has guys who don't drop it and stuff, and he has, you know, uh, Darius Thomas, and he's got Wes Welker, and he's got um, Eric Decker. You know, I I understand. I understand. Stats don't lie. I get it. But but like, he's just—he has such a. Maybe this is because it's like watching an all-star clinic, but he's such an amazing command of the game right now. I understand, Tom, and you know I'm rooting for Tom. I, I'm rooting for Tom. I'm I'm all for Tom Brady right now. Don't get me wrong. At the same time, like Peyton Manning is just above and beyond what here. You know, I guess he's a machine. There's something to be said for the fact that you know that Peyton. I mean, Tom Brady's still four and zero, but. Peyton is just the offense. The Broncos' offense is just beastly. It's ridiculous. It they've scored like above forty points every game. I think they scored like thirty nine one game, but like still. Yeah, well, they they put up fifty fifty two points up against the Eagles. Forty nine twenty seven, forty one to twenty three, thirty seven to twenty one, fifty two to twenty. Like these are Madden stats. They're not Madden stats though. Those are the stats that the New England Patriots were putting up on people the past four years. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not unheard of. I know, but these if they, if they continue on the pace they're on right now, like whew, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I think that if anyone's gonna bring them down, it's gonna be either at this point the Saints or the Pats. Um, I mean, or Seattle. Uh, uh, Seattle. I'll give you. You know the uh, the Seattle Seahawks are looking. They're uh, granted, but still they they came back to win uh, last Sunday. Um, in a game that they probably should not have won against the Texans, but boy, their defense is just yeah. Richard, they're, they're, Sherman. Richard Sherman, I hate the guy, but I hate the guy. But you know what? If he was wearing a Patriots, God damn, jersey, I respect him. Yeah, that boy can play. You know, Russell Wilson. Wow, I yeah. just I mean, the kid. There's nothing else more you can say except the fact that you're, you know, you can respect and you you. You see yeah. something good going on there. So, congratulations, no. Seattle. You actually have a team. <laughs> well, look, Looking ahead to next week, I think the, the Pats are going to come out on top. I mean, uh, we're, we're playing the Bengals, who who lost to the Browns. So uh, <laughs> Yeah, that I – mean, I'll tell you, you know what? I'll give, uh, I'll give old New England Patriot backup quarterback Brian Hoyer some props. Yeah, shout out to uh, – you know, he's not – yeah, he's not a terrible quarterback. He's not a great quarterback, but you know what, Cleveland? It looks like you found your little, uh, your somewhat, you know, your somewhat Tom Brady savior, I guess you could say. I mean, he's not going to win your Super Bowl, I'm sure, but I mean, he's playing well. Well, actually, I take that back. If Trent Dilfer can wear a, uh, win a Super Bowl, maybe Brian Hoyer can too. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, you never know. But um, yeah, you know, again. You know, last week they were ranked sixth in the power rankings. This week, eleventh. You know, it, I think the the Browns really exposed a lot of their weaknesses. I say uh, Pats win this by at least two touchdowns. I'll take that. All right, so we got about uh, seven. So that 
Efficient. That way, uh, yeah, that went on a long time. Sorry, guys. No, it's okay. We got like five minutes left, seven minutes left. Um, I just wanted to briefly talk about, you know, the uh, Bruins game, which it's, you know, thank goodness this is my favorite time of year. If you guys follow me on Twitter, which I hope that some of you do, um, at Bear Blooney, um, you will, you <laughs> will, you will see how crazy I get in Bruins season with my tweeting. Um, yeah, uh, just to let everybody know. Um, if you are not a fan of the Bruins and you are following uh, Scott Bear Baloney, uh, you know either either it's gonna be a Bruins him. overload. Your yeah, whole Twitter feed. Either, either block him or unfollow him. Um, don't block me. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so you know, again, we're gonna be looking at you know Tampa Bay. Um, I mean, I'll be I'll be upfront with this. They don't match up in terms of depth with the with the Bruins. The Bruins are a championship-caliber team. You know, you have Steven Stamkos and Marty St. Louis. Uh, Marty St. Louis, UVM alumni. Go, Marty St. Louis. Um, but but they don't match up with, you know, their second their, – their top three lines do not match up in terms of depth with our top three lines. You know, we have two, two all-star-caliber lines, um, our first two, whereas they don't. You know, Steven Stamkos, Martin St. Louis – Two great forwards, but at the end of the day, well, you know, have. we have, you know, Iginla, Lucic, Krejci, who just earned the A. Um, I think that Sean Thornton deserved it more, but, you know, that's another story. And then you have, you know, Erickson, uh, Bergeron, and Marshawn. Like, geez, man, I don't know. And then you look at the goaltender situation. You look at Anders Lindback, you know, not a fantastic goalie. You know, he played uh, for a long time back up for Pekka Rene, and, uh, you know, he's not – you know, he has a 2.9 goals against average. Last year he was 10 wins, 10 losses, uh, a .902 save percentage. So those are not by any means outstanding numbers. And you pair him, like, against Tuka Rask, and Tuka Rask is going to win that battle. And then in terms of defense, I mean, we got, you know, Bruins defense. We've always been – you know, that's been the cornerstone of our game for the past five seasons. So Yeah, I mean, as long – I mean, with our defense, as long as you have um... – Zidane Char on the ice with Johnny Boychuk and Dennis Seidenberg. You have a pretty solid uh, defensive core there. Yeah, and uh, something I just wanted to bring attention to, the uh, third line, which we were talking about last week, um, I was really shocked they're bringing Karan back uh, because he yeah. had a couple of opportunities to kind of prove his worth as a as a Bruin, and he has not been able to do so. So Soderberg is on the IR right now. He's injured. Um, they're, they're having Riley Smith who we got in the uh, Dallas trade. Thank you, Sagan. I don't know I don't know when we're going to hear thank you, Sagan, chance. I know we heard a little bit of him and Louis Erickson scored, but um, <laughs> which is weird. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, because, yeah, that's a little – that is weird. Know. Yeah. It's, speaking it's, of, speaking of, I did want to kind of throw out, uh, you know, because us Brewers fans love to thank Bill Kessel for everything. Eight-year – Contract like extension, six, it's like sixty-four mil or something like that. Yeah, eight years, sixty-four million dollar contract uh, contract extension. Good for Castle. You know, whatever, man. I mean, uh, hey, you got over the hump during the playoffs, man. Despite despite me having to hate him because he's Phil Kessel, he's such a nice guy. Like he really is. Like all of his interviews are funny. He takes everything in stride. Um, he did he did have a thing with the city of Boston, so that's why we kind of hate him. But at the same time, like, but you know what's funny? Hmm. That thing's gone now. That thing is in Dallas, so yeah, time to move uh, on, Bruins you, fans. Now it's thank you, Sagan, or thank yeah, you. Yeah, 
don't know. Whatever. I mean, people could make an <laughs> argument that through Sagan we got Erickson, so through Kessel we got that's way too bad. It's almost like the seven it's, seven shades of Kevin Bacon or something like that. I don't know. It's it's too it's too wait, what? Alright, but it's too complicated. <laughs> but um anyway, so Riley Smith, Jordan Caron, um Chris Kelly. The third line is gonna be where we need to um I mean, we have so many great players that are in the AHL organization, and um, you know, I think that it's going to be kind of a mix and match for the, for the first kind of you know stretch of the season, seeing who works. But Riley Smith has a great opportunity to come in and, and do something big, and uh, you know, he was a star at the University of Miami, Ohio, or my own, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And um, you know, he played with the Texas Stars last year at the AHL affiliate. He played 37 games with the uh, Dallas Stars. You know, he's got a, he, he looked promising in the preseason, so I, I'm I'm ready to give this kid a look. Um, I would have liked to see Spooner in his place, but you know, whatever. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. If he doesn't if he doesn't produce, you might. Um, so that's I mean, there you go. There's your Bruins talk for the week. Uh, we're very excited I, about the uh, hockey season starting. I know Scott; he's he's bouncing around right now. He's excited. Bruins will win this game by at least two goals, by the way. Okay, who wins? The, who has the winning goal? Uh, I'm saying again, uh, Damn it! Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say Boychuk. Johnny Boychuk? Rocket season with the, with the Johnny Rocket. Johnny Rocket. Oh, I can't wait. Jack. Oh, I know. Jack. I can't wait to hear Jack Edwards' golden voice. Oh, my goodness. Jack Edwards, we've missed you. Oh, all right, guys. Uh, so that's basically all the time we have now. Uh, well, not now, for the show, I should say. Scott, why don't you go ahead and... Uh, you oh, no. Oh, hey, it's all oh. day, baby. Oh, no. I don't know the whole thing to take us out of the show. I don't know. Follow people on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Listen to people. I don't know. Do the whole thing. Oh, you I can't. All right. I can't All right. do it, man. I'm not. Oh man. See when the pressure's on, you can't go ahead and do it. All right. <laughs> well, like I said, everyone, that's about as that's as much time as we have for this week. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'd appreciate it if you uh, went ahead and tuned in to Jonathan Raggis and Jim Williams for 24/7 Sports Radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 12 p.m. Follow us at Facebook at Bear Blooney. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. At New England Sports 247. Uh, find us on Facebook. You know, we're pretty easy to find. Go into that search bar, type us in, you'll find us. Uh, we need more follows. We need more readers, more listeners. Come to us. We'll, we'll entertain you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Come to us. Come to us. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.